0: What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 by Intercom. Excited to be bringing you this interview with some of the guys from Intercom and Sean Strawbridge, who is the CEO of the Port of Corpus Christi. They're gonna have a fascinating conversation, basically about the state of crude import, uh, crude oil imports and exports. The Port of Corpus Christi is the fourth largest um, destination for crude oil and natural gas. So, be, it's a very interesting conversation. But before we dive into that, I just want to mention a couple of things. First off, please sign up for the 360 Digital Closing Bell podcast on iTunes, Spotify youtube you can also subscribe at www.oilandgas360.com to get the closing bell you know it's the best way to stay up to date with your energy finances there's a lot of crazy stuff happening we have another episode dropping today a lot of new interviews coming here in this network so please please check out the energy 360 network on oilandgas360.com it's going to have all of this information and all of ways to stay in contact with us. we're dropping a great load of content and i'm excited to be bringing it to you and with that here's Stu.
1: And, and Sean, how about you down in the Port of Corpus
2: Christi? Well, we're doing great at the Port of Corpus Christi, given the circumstances of the uh, global pandemic of uh, COVID-19. The port does remain open, uh, albeit at a heightened state of readiness. Uh, We are following federal protocols related to seafarers on vessels, uh, that have originated in the last 15 days from high-risk areas, uh, and restricting seafarers uh, to the vessels uh, that have come within uh, come from high-risk areas. Uh, but the port continues to remain open. We've certainly sent our vital employees uh, who can work remotely in support of our business continuity efforts. Uh, they are working remotely from from home. Uh, but we also, since we are a 24/ 7 operation, we have vital employees that are necessary to be present here at the port to for continuing operations. Uh, that includes our police department, uh, our emergency management uh, team, and uh, certainly those of our incident management team, which we set up our we stood up our IMT last week and our IMT is in regular, uh, interaction with uh, federal, state, and local agencies who are all grappling with the, the, uh, the pandemic right now.
1: Do you feel like you're getting a lot of good support from both the federal and state?
2: We certainly are. Look, everybody is affected by this, uh, every agency, whether it's a governmental agency or it's uh, private industry and our, and our customers. Everybody is dealing with uh the uh, the pandemic and and the impact that that has on employees and, and productivity uh so but that's why when we're working in tandem and we're working together and we're communicating much like we did three years ago uh during hurricane harvey uh where hurricane harvey came ashore right here in corpus christi it was ground zero for it and uh, the port was shut down for a record six days at that time so our IMT, our incident management team and those of the surrounding communities here are certainly uh, tested and, and uh, uh, have been through battle before. So we know what that looks like and, and uh, we're, we're doing it yet again.
1: You know, uh, I remember seeing all those films in six days with the damage that you guys had is phenomenal. Uh, I would have expected a year <laughs> seeing that much damage. But uh, the port of Corpus Christi is, I believe, the fourth largest uh, port in the US
2: for volume. Is that correct? So, so we, we are the third largest port in terms of total tonnage. Uh, And I believe that we are the largest port in terms of revenue tonnage. Uh, And why that is, is every ton that moves through the Port of Corpus Christi, whether it's crude oil or liquefied natural gas or wind components or agriculture products uh, or military cargo, uh, the Port Authority owns all the submerged land here. So we are actually paid for all conveyance of, uh, of goods. Uh, through the Port of Corpus Christi. And that puts us in, uh, I think, a pretty enviable position of working with all of our customers to ensure that they have uh, the resources they, they need. And we're able to do that at a much lower cost than many other gateways who perhaps, uh, they have the the total tonnage that moves through their waterway, but in terms of revenue tons for them, they may be limited to just the revenue tons that are generated from the lands that the Port Authority themselves own. Uh, In our case, private land, upland landowners, once they start to build facilities on the submerged land, they've now crossed over onto port property uh,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and we maintain their littoral rights, uh, but we certainly are going to ensure that there is additional revenue that we can generate from that, that we reinvest back into the gateway and the, the most notable reinvestment there is the deepening and widening and maintenance of the Corpus Christi ship channel. And the Corpus Christi ship channel is certainly the main uh, artery of our, our our lively port here. And it, it's important that we have a an improved ship channel to not only handle the larger classification of ships, but the increased demand uh, for uh the exportation of american energy to our allies and
1: Uh, i'll I'll tell you what um with the port being that important uh when you take a look at um the natural gas is changing the gas is changing what do you see with the uh, worldwide impact of oil and natural gas how do you see that impacting the port's volume and what are you seeing Well,
2: certainly the depressed prices for crude oil and uh, natural gas are not good for anybody uh, in the energy space. So we can expect to see, if there is a protracted uh, depression, rate depression in oil and gas, we can expect to see uh, volumes uh, perhaps uh, come, you know, retrace themselves from where they are today uh, you know right now the big question is how long will the corona impact on global consumption remain uh, couple that with a market share war right now between Saudi Arabia and Russia for crude oil uh, the real question is how many of the shale uh, producers uh, can weather the storm in the in the interim but we would be remiss if we didn't anticipate a retracement of volumes through the Port of Corpus Christi. That said, we fully expect that when the uh, coronavirus spread is contained uh, and people are able to return to some semblance of normalcy uh, and business gets back to some semblance of normalcy, I think we can expect that there may be some some, some long-term modifications in the way business is conducted in the wake of this pandemic, but energy will continue to be consumed. And we think that it will likely be more of a V-shaped recovery than some sort of a protracted downturn. Um,
1: Dan and I were uh, talking in an interview uh, yesterday and it was kind of interesting to uh, see about the social changes, Dan, that you were talking about, um, you know,
0: society as we know it is going to change so sure. yeah i think i think uh i think there's a lot of uh changes that will come from this uh, and i've kind of started taking some notes uh uh regarding it you know it, it it'll be interesting to see i think i think the american economy uh, will bounce back uh, pretty quick but i know lng is pretty it has a lot of dependency on the export market to asia and um I guess the way I I viewed it, and uh, we had Charlie Riedel with the Center for Liquefied Natural Gas at our conference in Dallas uh, speaking. I think we already saw some uh, economic impact that was starting to affect demand out of Southeast Asia even before Corona. Um, So it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, the Asian economies uh, bounce back Um, and and that LNG demand uh, come back online and start growing again. I don't know if you have any thoughts or input on that, uh, Sean.
2: Well, with the largest LNG liquefaction facility in Texas, here in Corpus Christi, which is the Chenier Corpus Christi liquefaction facility, those contracts, as we understand it, with... The sovereignties that Shiner has uh, has done business with, whether it's China or or Korea or Poland, those are take or pay contracts. So it's going to be important that unless there is force majeure, which we've seen that, and we'll likely continue to see more FM declarations on cargos. But long term, uh, we see those agreements, uh, the integrity of those agreements. Uh, Uh, I think, maintaining. And so we'll see LNG move from Corpus Christi. I think the question is, what's the growth curve look like? Uh, China Mm -hmm. certainly has a lot more uh, market for the U.S. to serve. And that's really going to be the question is, are they going to reach an agreement? Uh, I I would call that, you know, the the China-U.S. trade agreement 2.0. We've seen 1.0 and the big uh, industrial sector that's benefiting from that is primarily the agriculture sector but very closely on the heels of that uh, was crude oil and natural gas and if we're all, if we're going to move the, the the needle on the trade deficit with China in any meaningful way it cannot be on the backs of agriculture alone oil and gas has to be front and center uh, in order for us to achieve the 200 billion in additional american goods that this administration is seeking from the chinese
0: that's a great point uh sean uh i have one last question related to lng not sure if uh, you have an answer or an opinion but what do you think you know there's still a lot of um facilities that are in final determination stages for moving forward do you think some of those will be put on pause till this recovery uh you know, until we see signs of a recovery or, or do you think they're just going to you know, move ahead with those?
2: Capital discipline is, I think, going to be front and center for the energy space. Uh, certainly, shareholder value uh, preservation uh, is really going to be key. And at sub $2 Henry Hub, it's difficult for uh, that. It's difficult for those new operations to be profitable particularly as capital intensive as they are. So it would not surprise us to see uh, a delay or even a complete withdrawal of uh, some of these projects until we see a, uh, an, inc- an improvement in, in price. That said, there's an abundance of, of gas. There's a tremendous amount of flaring that's going on. Uh, if there are ways that we can gather that and store it efficiently, uh, until some of these, uh, we see some improvements in the market. Uh, I think, you know, the, the federal government may have to play a role there. When we look at the stimulus package that's being uh, contemplated right now through the Senate, uh, there's nothing there of any in any meaningful way for infrastructure or energy. And if we are trying to keep people uh, working uh, and keep uh, or put people back to work who have been hurt perhaps in other uh industrial sectors hospitality probably front and center on that uh infrastructure and 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 construction job creation uh should be an area that uh, congress is looking at
0: yeah i totally agree with that and and certainly uh there's a lot of infrastructure we put in place to make sure that we're not flaring flaring, uh you know a, a lot less uh and not not wasting those btus uh so a great, great
2: ideas. Um, now, I, I will caveat this. I think that, and this is just my humble opinion, but I think the biggest beneficiary of the COVID-19 uh, issue, particularly related to China, is perhaps Mexico. I think you're going to see more manufacturers and more folks who rely on their supply chain integrity to diversify away from uh, Asia, and I think Mexico is poised. Given the USMCA uh, agreement that was recently ratified, uh, I think Mexico is is poised extremely well to be a beneficiary of some of that reshoring or nearshoring of manufacturing away from APAC and back into the uh, into the, this hemisphere. You
0: know, that, Sean, that's great that's insight. A, I've I've an heard an a ab- lot of people. That is an heard ab- a lot of.
1: Great question, hey Dan. <laughs> that is an absolutely great statement there, uh, Sean. And uh, do you think Canada is going to get any benefit because they do have manufacturing of oil equipment up there?
2: Yeah, certainly. I think I I, I think at the end of the day, not only culturally but certainly geographically, uh, you're going to see more from Canada and from Mexico, particularly now that we do have. NAFTA 2.0, as, I, as we call it. Uh, the other thing is we still have a tremendous abundance of energy and energy reserves in the United States. And any energy-intensive uh, manufacturing process uh, is going to look for those, those steady, cheap sources of energy. Uh, certainly down here in South Texas, we still have large swaths of available land for development. Uh, obviously, the deep draft port and the cheap steady supply of energy, I think, you know, we're poised down here to also see uh, additional manufacturing and investments. Uh, we see over $50 billion right now of private industrial investments going on here in and around the Corpus Christi ship channel and the port of Corpus Christi. And 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 those ingredients that we talked about, the land and, and the, uh, the energy, uh, the fact that we are the most populated coastal city in the state of Texas. So we have a fairly robust workforce. It's a lot of key ingredients that we think will continue to drive our success here. Uh, and I think you'll just see you'll see some some shifting of trade lanes uh, in a in a way to protect uh, any type of future situation like this. Protect the supply chains by diversification of the supply chains. Of Mexico seems to be uh, front and center for that in, in our opinion.
0: Yeah, I think that that's great insight. I do a lot of reading, uh, sir certainly i've been paying attention to, to to try and understand what the outcomes uh and what the what the new normal will look like after this and and i think that's great insight uh i haven't heard anybody say that before so uh sean that's a that's it's either original or you you were listening to somebody who had pretty good wisdom uh
1: nothing like insulting our guest dan uh you and i don't mind co-hosting but i'm glad sean has a good sense of humor Hey, we're just about out of time, but, uh, Sean, is that a Colorado golden Buffalo helmet back there?
2: I oh, know yeah. uh, that is a San Francisco 49ers helmet. Oh, uh, I grew up in the Bay area and have been a lifelong San Francisco fan and was extremely, uh, dejected, uh, over the, uh, uh, the outcome of uh, the most recent Super Bowl. But thank you very much for, uh, for, for recognizing that and hopefully we'll have a, a good year this year
1: well you know my uh, eyesight i am so old that it's pathetic but it's sure with the light on it it sure looked like a colorado uh, uh, with dan up in colorado and our main office i was trying to throw a, a bone out here and do that and but sean you are absolutely fabulous and uh, we hope to have you on again And uh, we'll be publishing this out through all of our channels and uh, let you know again. And again, thank you for supporting Intercom and oil and gas. So we sure appreciate you. Thank you very
2: much. That's my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Stay safe. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Sean.